Good evening. This is uh, Dr. Todd Cohen, the modern urologist from Myriad Genetics. And I have the pleasure to be talking with Mr. Byron Sparkman from Monette, Arkansas. Mr. Sparkman is a, a prostate cancer survivor, uh, and he's going to share our, his story with us about how he's gotten to the point he's at and his whole journey so that uh, you can learn from what he's been through. And uh, as we talked about just a few minutes ago, how prevalent this is and you know how people come out of the woodworks that have had this. So we're going to get started. And uh, Mr. Sparkman, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's a, it's a pleasure to be with you. I appreciate the interest and uh, the, the learning experience here, there's no doubt. <laughs> All right, well, I'm probably going to learn a lot more from you than you could probably ever learn from me. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I want to start off with just how did you come about the diagnosis? What, was, what are the events that kind of led to that from the beginning? Well, first of all, back when I was, say, I'm, I'm 65 now. Back when I was probably late teens, early 20s, uh, my dad had prostate cancer. I wasn't really clued in to what he was going through. Uh, he had the radiation done to him. He also had some follow-up surgeries for, uh, I think, more along the lines of incontinence, you know, that type thing that he went through. And uh, uh, so that's really where I kind of started from right there. Uh, always been aware of it. I guess probably the last 10 years, tribute this to the, the, the news people and people like yourself and, and, and the foundations that are out there, they're wanting people to be aware of it. Mm -hmm. Because what, what is the key phrase that they always tell you is that catch it early. Right. Exactly. Catch it early. That, that's the key thing. Uh, as I mentioned to you earlier, there's like four different people here recently, just right close to me here in town. And three of the four did not catch it early. And obviously, you know, the results and things that go along with that. Right. So really back when I was, that's when I first started. And then as things went on and people became more aware of it uh, and more prevalent and more advertising, more whatever you, you know, people were doing. I'm hearing this phrase a lot more than I used to. For a man your age. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, um, it's like when some kid starts calling you sir for the first time, you're like, oh. <laughs> oh, I'm getting there. Okay, I'm getting there. <laughs> uh, and so I started watching it, you know, with the, the PSA levels and the, the blood levels at the, uh, the doctor's office. He's always checking, you know, everything on you, you know, that type of thing. Right. When did you start getting your PSA check? How old do you remember? How old you probably were about ten years? Actually, about ten years ago. Okay. You know, and uh, and the other factor that came into play is my mother. Uh, she's been she passed about ten years ago, also, but she had breast cancer and melanoma cancer. Wow! So I figured you got that a lot of cancer. Melanoma, even though she lived to be a, an old age, uh, the melanoma probably was one of the factors in her death because uh, it went to her brain. Hmm. Sorry. Anyway, and so and I guess this is where I, I feel fortunate to some degree, knowing that it's I'm a dead target for it. Really, I mean, being that immediate family. Yeah, you're certainly yeah certainly at higher risk than you would than uh, and, have a guy out there. Yeah. And so that's the reason when I one reason I started watching it, and then uh, one of the health fair, I guess the men's health fairs, and, you know, they they've really started probably doing more of those than they used to over the years. Mm -hmm. Yep. And uh, they would have the screenings. And the last one that I went to back in uh, September or October of last year, uh, that's where the PSA level started to elevate. 
What 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 was it? What was your PSA? Uh, it was only five point seven. Yeah. What what had it been? It'd been down like two point three point something like that. Okay. So it had gone up significantly. Yeah. It had it wasn't significant, but it was past a level that they advise you, I guess. <laughs> you get that's where we, yeah, we start getting a little nervous. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and like I say, it wasn't either skyrocketing or anything. Mm -hmm. But here again, knowing that I was a target for it, I didn't really hesitate, you know, going taking the next move. Okay. And the next move was the biopsy. Well, the, really, the next thing was I went to my family doctor. Oh, okay. Oh, so he this did. is after. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking you step by step here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry. I'm not there. Uh, anyway, I went to the family doctor. He, he says, you need to go to a urologist. I said, okay. And so I did that and went down there and the level was still about the same when he, he took it. And then he, at that point, that's when we scheduled the, the biopsy. He said, the only way to really know what's going on is to do that. And uh, so we did that first part of this year. T 2020 has not been a good year. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there are several other things that I won't go into, but there's several other things that have gone on that, health-wise with me yeah. that uh, I'm ready for this year to be over with. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think in general, yours probably with this, probably worse than some of the others, but yeah, it's not been such a hot year for us. Yeah, really. Yeah. Anyway, he called me and he said, he's a great guy I love him to death and, and he's doing a great job. He doesn't have a whole lot of personality. <laughs> but so remember that when you talk to people. <laughs> But um, he called me up and says, he, he said, you have prostate cancer. And I said, okay. Okay, so it was pretty blunt. It, it, it wasn't just beating around the bush, you know, this or that. He just said, this is what you've got. Then at that point, he said, what I want you to do, and this is what I really appreciated about what he did. He said, I want you to read and study on every process that's available for prostate you know, people. Now, did he give you places to look for those? Or did he kind well, of basically, he said, just Google it. Sure. And, uh, you know, from that standpoint. But also, I got in touch with the foundation out of Little Rock. And uh, the lady I talked to there, Clara, she says, uh, I've got some information here that I'd love to get to you. And I says, well, I'm going to be in Little Rock at my appointment. Uh, I think it was the next day. She says, I will take it there and leave it at the front desk. That's now, it. let me ask you, you say foundation, which foundation was it? The Prostate Cancer Foundation. She said, I have a lot of information for you. And, and she actually took it to the, the uh, doctor's office, urologist's office, left it at the desk. And in, in fact, she actually walked up while I was sitting in the lobby. <laughs> so I, and I, I look back on that, I really appreciate the effort that she put forth for that. Yeah, that's, that was great. Anyway, so he wanted me to learn about what all the options were, what all the results of the decisions were. And that meant a lot to me because I didn't know. Sure. You know, I hate it when doctors ask me, and I don't ever do this. <laughs> what do you want to do? <laughs> what? Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Fortunately, he didn't do that. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, how, how did he present that to you? How did that conversation go? Well, it, it was a really good conversation, and I'll, I'll back up just a little bit. Okay. I brought, I had my wife with me. Good. 
I had my daughter, oldest daughter, who is a radiologist. My youngest daughter is a photographer. And I have a son, but he lives out of town. But anyway, they were all with me. So I walked into the room and, and I told the doctor, I brought my cheerleading squad with me. Good for you. <laughs> and you know uh, I always recommended that because my feeling is that when you have a guy alone in the room, it's like those old Charlie Brown shows. You hear wah, 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 cancer, wah, 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 cancer. And yep. that's all you hear. And uh, you're exactly right. Yes. And having, you know, just from past experience, having your son there, probably worthless, but having your daughters is awesome. <laughs> so. Well, it, it, it was. I mean, it, it was really good. And uh, uh, like I say, you know, my wife, she's a retired RN. Oh, okay. So she keeps me in line, I guess. <laughs> the other dog being a radiologist, she can kind of tell what's going on and explain things to me. And the other daughter's the cheerleader. So there you go. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it, it important to me is that I knew all the people that were behind me also. Yeah. Now, you know, to me, this is not just a physical problem. It is a, an, an emotional and a, you know, it, it's a mental problem. Sure. That Absolutely. you've got to deal with because of the potential of what it is. Yeah, and you had the the added, I, I'm not going to say it's a bad word, but bonus. You saw what your dad went through, and that probably brought back a lot of those memories as well. Well, it, it did, but I didn't, I, and one thing I did not see him do was reach out to other people for support. I need that myself. Sign of the times, too. Well, and I think any any man going through this, you know, understanding, you know, you live your life a certain way, and then you're looking at a total change, potentially. Yeah, you're right. Um, and I've heard of different people. <laughs> One of the guys here, he treated himself, and it worked for a while, but it came back with a vengeance. Sure. The other one uh, had, had it removed immediately. Uh, the other one is taking some kind of shots, starts with an F, I forget what it is, but it yeah, kills the testosterone. Yeah. I, I forget what it is, anyway. Mm -hmm. He's doing that. Um, and so, you know, there's all these different things that you hear about, and you don't know, what is, how are you gonna make that decision? It's hard. You it's know, hard. What, what information have you gotta have to make that decision? That's so, why I appreciated him saying so much to, you know, go look it up, educate yourself. Yeah. So you can make a decision. Yeah. So you had hey. to so you, you talked to the doctor about it and what did you decide on? Or or not you, I'm gonna say this is a family decision too. I agree with you. It's a your support system. And what did they or what did you ultimately decide on? Well, it it, it was an accumulation of things. Okay. Uh, as far as how it all came together, I guess you might say, okay. because when you, when you start talking about, you know, what are the options? You know, one thing I, I listened for with the doctor was, uh, I listened for these words was that in my opinion, mm -hmm. you know, not what you what, what do you want to do? That would have been terrible. <laughs> but in my opinion, based on these facts, this is what I suggest. Now, you know, I don't, I don't think he's trying to steer me a different, a certain direction. Uh, I don't feel that way. Yep. If he is, he's doing a good job, I guess, but, <laughs> but I don't feel that way that he's trying to do that. But based on this, this, and this, this is what I think we should do right now. Okay. So 
I'm going to ask you for a little detail. What are this, this, and this? What were, okay. what were okay. those things? All right. The, the first one was, okay, he showed me, he gave me the Gleason school. Okay. Now, just on that alone, I've, I've asked these other people that have been around, you know, well, what was your Gleason score? I mean, you know, I'm trying to get an idea of why they decided to do what they did. Or was it just the doctor? Well, those four that, I, that are right here, they don't have a clue. They were not told at least in school. Mm-hmm. And I said, how do you make that decision? He said, well, that's, you know, I think two of them were probably the decision was made for them because of how far along they were. Possibly, yeah. Could be. You know, could be, you know, I, I don't have the details, but how can you make that decision without knowing? Uh, okay. Let's just, just take it out and be done with it. I'm, I know that attitude's out there. You know, I, I don't. Sure. Sure. Yeah, it definitely is. But I wasn't ready to make that kind of decision, <laughs> you know, based on, you know, that first of all, mm-hmm. then he came in with the uh, Polaris uh, program. He says, because of your immediate exposure, your immediate family, you know, you would qualify for, for this particular thing. And the Polaris that I had done by uh, Myriad Labs was determining the aggressiveness of the cancer. Uh, for some reason, I didn't qualify for the genetic workup, but okay. just the, the aggressiveness of it. And, and I've asked the same question with uh, other people about, you know, what was the how aggressive was the cancer? Did they do a test? Did they tell you how, how it was? And nobody can answer that question. Now, when, when your doctor talked to you about that, um, how aggressive was it? And, and what did he tell you? And you know, how did he use that information to? Well, he, he, he used that in, well, in, in conjunction with the Leeson score. You know, right. I, he did uh, 16 needle biopsies. And... Uh, and you remember seven. each one of those. You remember each one of those by name, I bet. Uh, fortunately, I was asleep. Oh, <laughs> I was asleep. They they asked me if I wanted to be put to sleep, and said, "Are you kidding?" <laughs> <laughs> if I if you have a choice, yeah, good choice. Uh, yeah, good choice. Thank you very much. Yeah, I felt it. I, mean, I felt it afterwards. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah. Uh, the uh, seven of those came back positive. And uh, he said, you know, this is kind of where you're at. And then the aggressive scale, it came back, I think he said it was mild. It wasn't low, it wasn't high, it was just medium grade. I forget how the terminology. In his opinion, he said active surveillance would be best for right now. And so that's what I, where I'm at now. Uh, I said, I can live with that. <laughs> you, know, I can, you know, I can understand something when I've got the information to do it. Okay, so your comfort level then, because of your what you know about your PSA, your Gleason, right. um, and your genomic test, the, the Polaris test, you felt comfortable watching, you know, actively, as we call it, actively watching. Right, right. So since that time, you know, I've had another PSA test, and it was it was elevated, mm-hmm. and so we're doing it again in in three months. Okay. Uh, and then depending on how that one looks, you know, we might do another bios. But now I know sometimes, you know, some people that might bother uh-huh. to know that it's still there, it's ongoing, it's or whatever. 
but at the same time, it might be 10 years before you have to do anything else. Right. You know, so with every, I, I guess I, I really depend on information, wherever it comes from, however it comes from, I really depend on that. One thing I know, I really appreciate though, when the guys that have, or that have and are going through this now, they are more than willing to talk about it. They, they'll tell you all about, you know, what they're experiencing, what their you know, doctor said to them. But at the same time, I'm not hearing what I have as far as information goes. I think medicine today is, is a depending on, a lot of it's depending on you. I mean, yes, I'm depending on the doctor to make, you know, to figure out the best thing. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. But a lot of it depends on you too. You know, Absolutely. What kind of medicine are you taking? Why are you taking it? Da, 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 all the information that goes along with it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, you're fortunate also to have, you know, medical people in the family too, which a lot of people don't have that luxury. So yeah, my wife is sitting right over here, so she's... <laughs> I, I, I'm like you. I, my wife, I appreciate her input, right? Yeah, <laughs> my, my wife's a nurse too, and I usually get the, this is what you're going to do. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> so I, I definitely understand that. Yeah, I can relate to that. So yeah, I, yeah, so it's a, you know, that's great because if you got the information, you're comfortable with your decision, and you're right. I mean, this is something that may require treatment in the future, but you can, you know, potentially put it off for quite a long time, and you're comfortable with that. I think that's, you know, fantastic. I want to ask you about your family, too. I mean, you, you, you've had a, you know, very, as you said, a very significant family history, both your dad, your mom, and... Um, and I'm guessing that you didn't qualify for the hereditary testing because your Gleason score wouldn't allow for it or something like that. And there was something, I, I, can't, I can't even remember what it was at this point. Yeah, so. I mean, there, there, there's been changes since then. So you can actually go get um, at least some baseline hereditary testing and find out because it, that's kind of information that you, you, know, you may want to know. And I'm, I'm guessing that your family may be interested as well. Well, you know, as we were going through that initial meeting and he mentioned that, well, yeah, you might qualify for this or that, you know, and uh, obviously, you know, the, the Polaris aggressiveness scale, you know, that type of thing that went on through there. But uh, then they let me know on the other. And I, like I say, my, that might be the reason. But it is important. And I would like to have that done someday because, you know, what exposure do my kids have? Exactly. You know, we're talking genetics here. And we're talking, you know, when I knew mother and daddy had both had it and it's all you know, related, you know, I'm a, I'm a target. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that years ago. I knew that years ago, you know, someone listening to this and they see these billboards of, you know, this you know, prostate, check your, check your levels, check all of this, you know, they see all this around and they just dismiss it when you're looking at the average of one in nine, is that kind of the average of what you hear out there that will get this type of thing? Yeah, I mean, that, that's, and, that's the number. And, it, and the potential of being a life-changing situation? My goodness. <laughs> I know. That, that's, What's the question? Yeah. yeah, why wouldn't you check that? I mean, people check things that are a lot more uncommon than that, and they want to know. Well, you, you go to the doctor with uh, it's just a blood test. I mean, yeah. they check everything else in your blood. <laughs> Why don't they yeah. do that? Yeah, throw it on. I mean, well, you know, I think a lot of people in the past thought that, you know, so many people, so many men get it. The you know, not as many men 
they get a die from it. So why bother if it's that? I think that's that was a sentiment a few years ago that the cost of checking people or screening for it was higher than the benefits of the treatment. But when it's you, I, you know, and I agree with you because, you know, my father had prostate cancer. My aunt died of ovarian cancer. And uh, my mother had just had a scare. You know, she was in her 80s, but she just had a biopsy and we're waiting for that result to come back. So mm -hmm. in the past, I was tested because I'm concerned about my daughter. Every family has, you know, certain dynamics, whether it's health situation, physical, you know, whatever it is. Every family related. And one of the things I, th I thought about, you know, if, if I were doing a video on this, I would open it up standing in a cemetery. And I said, you know, do you realize how much these people are a part of who you are? You can go and see your family graves, the family cemetery, whatever. You're a big part of who they were. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, this type of thing just kind of drives it home, I guess. Sure. Well, it makes you feel mortal. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yes, oh yeah. No yeah. doubt about that. So does having knee surgery tomorrow. That makes me feel mortal. <laughs> well, that'll be, that, that'll be over. You know, I, I can't oh. I can't sympathize with that because I've never had it. But uh, well, um, you know, my, minor surgery is when it's done on you. <laughs> Major is when it's done on me. <laughs> I agree with that too. So. Uh, no doubt. All right, so I want to ask you just blanket said you kind of said it and you've been saying it. Biggest take home that you can say to everybody out there, everybody that's listening, that's either in the early stages or even further along in their journeys, um, you know, up to where you are, or even past where you are. What's your word of advice? If you were talking to a group of 50 guys out there and you had one minute to talk to these guys, what would you tell them? Understand who you are, where you come from. Watch that show Roots and understand how that affects your life now. <laughs> okay. Be aware of what is available to you. You have a blood test every year. Most people, you know, to some degree, a PSA test, you know, is nothing. When you say, I need that checked. Be aware of people that may have, that are going through it. Because just like I said earlier, when, you know, you go look for a car and you start noticing all the cars, but when you start, when you start having health problems, it's amazing how people will come out and tell you, oh, my dad went through that, or I'm going through that, or I'm concerned about that. Or, you know, I've had people stop me in the grocery store and say, you know, ask me about it because they knew. Information. People want information. And that's, you know, without it, how can you make those decisions? I agree with you. The more information you can have about what you're going through lets you make a much better decision that's right for you. And, you know, what decisions I make, you know, might be totally different than what you do. Sure. But, you know, but, and, and, and like I said, the people around me, they had to make different decisions than I did. And for the most reasons, because they called it too late. So, you know, when they say it on the sign, it, it is true. <laughs> no doubt about it. That's for sure. Well, Mr. Sparkman, I want to thank you so much for sharing your story. And, you know, you may not believe how insightful you are, um, but I'm guaranteeing a lot of people are going to listen to this and go, he's absolutely right. And I need to speak out with my friends and family to make sure they make the best decision for them. So I want to thank you for your time. And uh, I wish you luck 
uh, first time in knee surgery tomorrow, and then anything that comes out <laughs> in the future. We'll be keeping an eye on you. You can be sure of that. Well, I, I appreciate it, and it's a pleasure to meet with you and talk with you. It really is. Well, thank you. And you have a wonderful evening, and uh, get yourself some sleep tonight. And, and <laughs> have your wife, have your wife, make sure your wife, like, uh, takes care of you, waits on your hand and foot for the next couple of months, okay? Oh, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Heard that. She heard that. Thank you. I've Appreciate been, that. I've been being very good. She she had, she's had two knee replacements, so she knows. <laughs> oh yeah, but it's you. Like you said, it's you. It's not you know. It's that's right. That's right. <laughs> and as, it's I, a pleasure. Say, as I say in my house, that's doctor's orders. It's not a suggestion. <laughs> Amen. Amen. There you go. Right. Very good. Very good. All right. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful night, and good luck tomorrow. Thank you so much. Pleasure talking with you.